Today, the fourth Sunday after Easter is often called Good Shepherd Sunday. It's called this because each year on this fourth Sunday, our gospel readings are from the 10th chapter of John, where Jesus speaks of himself as the Good Shepherd. From childhood, most of us have thought of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. In my home parish, St. Stephen's, San Luis Obispo, there's a large stained glass window over the altar that depicts the Good Shepherd. Jesus is st shown standing and holding aloft a lamb in his arms. To an outsider, it may seem a strange image, but most Christians are comfortable thinking of themselves as sheep in the context of Christ's flock. Sheep may have some less than flattering characteristics, but most of us assent to the metaphor. In some ways, it seems odd. In 21st century America, we are far removed from first century Palestine, in which sheep and shepherds were common reference points and in some sense are still today. At the time of Jesus and pretty much during the entire written history of Jews prior to that, Sheep represented the chief wealth and total livelihood of many families of that pastoral people. Sheep provided food, milk, wool for weaving, skins for rough clothing and coverings for tents. They also served as means of exchange and figured prominently in the sacrifice system. According to Leviticus, they could be offered for a burnt offering, a sin offering, a guilt offering, and a peace offering. Sheep are by nature affectionate, unaggressive, relatively defenseless, and in constant need of supervision. While we may have some of those characteristics, it's quite evident that human beings are capable of aggression and self-defense, Nonetheless, at least in the spiritual realm, we are all at times in need of supervision. And here we return to the metaphor of the shepherd. Shepherds were also a common reference point in biblical times, and leaders were often called shepherds of the flock. In the book of Numbers, Moses asks God to appoint a new leader to succeed him and says, appoint a man over the congregation that the congregation of the Lord may not be as sheep which have no shepherd. And so Joshua was appointed to lead the people when Moses died. <coughs> it's interesting that shepherds of the Middle East used the expression to set the table when referring to preparing fields for grazing. They uprooted poisonous weeds and thorns and cleared the area of snakes and scorpions' nests. They treated sick sheep with a fermented drink made with herbs and sweetened with honey. There are many references to sheep and shepherds in scripture, but the two most extended passages are in the 34th chapter of Ezekiel and the 10th chapter of John from which our gospel comes. The prophet Ezekiel condemns the shepherds of Israel who have been feeding not the sheep, but themselves. In that, God speaking through the prophet says that God will be the shepherd and will gather the sheep, bind the crippled, strengthen the weak, 
supervise the strong and feed them all with justice. Our passage from John reflects that same awareness of good and evil shepherds. Jesus speaks of the good shepherd as the one who enters by the gate and not by another way. Then he goes on to say that he is the gate, just as he is the way, the truth, and the light. He's both the means and the end. He adds that he came that we may have life and have it abundantly. But our whole gospel story tells us something more about Jesus as the good shepherd. He will not only lead the sheep, but as in the entire purpose of the doctrine of the incarnation, he will become one of them. And he will become a sheep in its most vulnerable sense, in the sense of sacrifice. Throughout the Easter season, we add the following words to the Eucharistic prayer. We say, but chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death, he has destroyed death. And by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, allowed himself to become the sheep of the sin offering of Leviticus and the Paschal Lamb, which is the lamb without blemish that was killed and eaten and whose blood was put on the doorposts and lintels so that God would pass over the houses of the Jews and not strike the firstborn in the story of the exodus from Egypt. In the Jewish Bible, God was often seen as the shepherd, and we see that clearly in the 23rd Psalm. But nowhere in the Old Testament does God become the sheep, much less the sacrificial lamb. The servant of God in the prophet Isaiah may suffer and even die, but there is no concept of God dying in the place of that servant. It is in the concept of the Good Shepherd becoming the Paschal Lamb that we find the true mystery of our faith and the model for Christian leadership. Jesus led us but also became like us to show us what we could be, and he suffered for us to show us his love for us. And it is precisely because he was willing to suffer for us that we recognize him as our shepherd. I remember uh, an image that um, a writer, Flora Wellner, spoke of uh, in a childhood book she had of the Good Shepherd. And while we often think of the peaceful Jesus holding a lamb or maybe with the lamb over his shoulder, shoulders, uh, in this image uh, there was a steep precipice and a lamb had fallen down at the bottom and was injured. And it showed the shepherd uh, with his arms scarred and torn and his clothing torn, having climbed down the precipice past thorns and bushes and reaching as far as he could down to try to get the lamb while hawks circled above. We see such leadership, the willingness to suffer in the moral giants of the last century, in Archbishop Oscar Romero of El Salvador, 
and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. of this country. Leaders who were willing to die for their sheep. Real Christian leadership shows itself in the ability to suffer for others. That's the example from which we learn the best of human love and human strength. The message of today's gospel is that all of us are sheep of one great shepherd, and we are all called to be shepherds for his sake. But to be shepherds worthy of his name, there are times when we will be called to be sheep again, paschal lambs who must be willing to suffer that the love of Christ and the reign of God might be made manifest. Now to God, creator, redeemer, and sanctifier, almighty power, dominion, and glory, now and forever. Amen.